2022 MLS season is here, and DC United kicked it off with a bang, a 3-0 victory over league newcomers Charlotte FC in the opener at Audi Field. I, the scoreline would indicate that it was it was a dominating performance, but I think, as we'll talk through, perhaps it wasn't quite as decisive of, of a victory uh, as the scoreline would indicate. But I'm John Lee. Welcome into our first uh, official post-game show of, of the season right here on Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. I'm joined this week by Sam Kastner and Joshua Morgan. And guys, how are your voices feeling? Have we gotten warm enough yet in the yeah. game? A, a little craggly for me. Uh, you know, a lot of the yelling yesterday, a lot of drinking too. So uh, you'd think those two things would kind of, you know, the lubrication from the beer would help with the, you know, vocalization that you do the whole time, but you still end up hoarse afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't quite work like that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, it was a, a loud and fun section though, so kind of worth worth the voice hoarseness. And um, Joshua and I were laughing because I think um, we're both going deaf <laughs> in our right side. So, because that's kind of where the drums are on our right sides and we're uh, not hearing as well <laughs> out of those sides. So, uh, worth it for the three points, though. Yeah. And, you know, one of the other things you mentioned just how loud the supporter section was last night, which was awesome. You know, it's always an exciting start to the new year. I think everybody's, even myself, I was a little down from our season preview episode, just like kind of on the season. But, you wake up the, the first day of the season and you just kind of forget about all of it. You're excited to see all your friends again. You're excited to be back home at the stadium. Um, and there was an awesome TIFO too. That's like one of the small, um, you know, things about being in the sports. I just can't always see what that looks like. So um, I, I was able to find it online today, but it looks like the, the crew that put together the TIFO did a great job. Uh, once again, that was cool to see. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to see what was going to happen, and it turns out sixteen thousand or so people came down. Four hundred, uh, three. I've seen a bunch of different reports. Uh, Charlotte fans made the trip to see their team for the first time. But yeah, it was a good environment, despite you know the thirty-five ish degrees weather that we were all sitting <laughs> out in. Uh, but yeah, it was it was super fun to be back with everyone. Drums going, teams on the field, Arnons, you know, getting excited. Uh, it was a fun time. Yeah, it was. Um an interesting game though <laughs> like kind of like John said you know you'd think three nothing um would have been like a dominating really fun performance to watch and I mean it goes without saying that it was just fun to be able to watch DC United again as the season starts but um I don't know the performance left a little bit to be desired and I'm excited to to jump into that with you guys yeah, I, I think the first thing we have to talk about seeing everyone back uh, we, we didn't see someone back today or yesterday uh Russell Canals, who we all thought was going to be fine and ready to go for the game, and we were all kind of nervous about the midfield, uh, apparently had a, a groin issue late last week uh, and did not make the lineup. So we were all at the tailgate uh, getting pumped, getting ready for the game, and the lineup comes out, and it didn't have our guy Russell Canals on it. Yeah, I thought you could see that in the midfield too. Like he was definitely a lost presence. Um, our midfield was kind of non-existent. <laughs> for large stretches of the game. Like I, I think there definitely was a lot to be desired there. And Joshua, I know you have thoughts about um, like Moses getting time in that position. Yeah. So, so uh, with Russell dropping out, we, we end up having a midfield, you know, Hernan goes with his five, two, two, one, or, or three, five or three, four, two. I don't, don't want to do math on, on, on <laughs> it's <audio>. very fluid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he does his normal formation with, with two true midfielders, and because of Russell Canales' injury and because we shipped Felipe and Moreno, uh, the only people really left were, were Nyman and Skundrich. Uh, Jafal, uh, draft pick, 36th round, who I completely just 
jumped over in our season preview. Uh, turns out it's, it's a pretty exciting guy, but he, he didn't get his visa until late last week, so they were prepping for the game, uh, not thinking he could start. Uh, so, yeah, it was Nyman and Skundrick, and, and this is what uh, we were all kind of yelling about during the middle of the season. We need people, or during the off season, we need people to come in and replace these gaps that we had last year. Uh, and this is one of them that everyone was claiming for. We are all super excited for Moses Nyman. His potential is off the, off the charts. Uh, we saw little glimpses last year of, of what he can do, what he maybe needs to work on. And we saw a lot of Drew Skundricks too, his partner in the midfield. And, and so when I saw that on the street, on the, on the lineup, I, I was a little bit worried. And then, yeah, in the game, it, it, it definitely showed some issues. The look you gave me when I yelled over the tailgate to say that Russell Knauss was not starting and you immediately realized that that meant that Drew Skundrich was in the lineup. Like, I wish we could have captured that because, <laughs> it, yeah, and, and it was. It, it's, it's, it's exactly the problem. There's not enough depth and there's not enough – I mean, you're immediately moving people out of position or bringing in people that you probably don't want to see in the lineup. Um, and it was tough. But, you know, hey, scoreline would indicate that, you know, hey, perhaps – Perhaps they did okay in, in the midfield. What, what are your thoughts on you know how Skundrich and, and Nyman looked? I, I thought, like what Sam said, I think it was noticeable that those were not too top. To, I mean, Moses just isn't ready, and Drew just I, I don't think is at that level. And I mean that you know as respectfully as I can. He's, he's a nice guy. We always say that, right? He's, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, he, he grinds for Lasada, uh, but he's just not MLS quality level. Or, or elite MLS quality level for sure. Uh, and so I think it didn't look terrible today because we were playing a Charlotte team that is in the middle of building their roster too. Oh, they're, they're a lot farther behind us actually. Uh, it showed uh, throughout the game. Uh, but it also showed that that midfield that we put out wasn't the greatest because they were certainly not dominating the midfield. Yeah, I think both um, Drew and Moses – would really benefit from having a veteran midfielder next to them. Like I think that if they were to lean on someone else's experience and someone else like helping them, helping to guide them through the game, um, I think they both show a lot better when they're put in that situation. So they can't both being kind of like newer guys to the league and, you know, having a lot less experience, they couldn't lean on each other the way um, that they'd sometimes lean on Russell. So, I mean, I think, you could have either like switched either of them out. Probably you're sticking with Moses as a starter, I would imagine. Um, but I think I'll be excited. Hopefully Russell's injury is not that long lasting. Um, I didn't see, I don't know if I noticed how long he's going to be out. Um, I, I think there's that a, a week or two, probably nothing, nothing too crazy, but I, I wouldn't expect him at the weekend against Cincinnati. Well, luckily it's Cincinnati. <laughs> so I guess, um, you know, for our next home game, you know, I'll be interested to see with Russell back in um, if that really does help dominate the midfield a little bit. Cause I think, especially with Moses, like he's right there, he's still learning. Like we got to give him the time to do that um, and putting him in a situation where he is more likely to succeed will be something I look forward to later in the season. Yeah. And, and the team has talked about bringing in uh a DP for that third for that another midfielder. And I, and I think that's fine. I, I there was a lot of talks. Uh, Lucy Russian sat down with, with Jason Anderson from black and red United and talked about, we, we are kind of intentionally leaving Nyman, you know, exposing him. Right? He's, he's not going to grow into his potential unless you give him that chance. Uh, I, I think they can afford, uh, you know, on top of Canals and, and, uh, you know, a potential DP level midfielder, I think they can afford to bring both those guys in and maybe, you know, maybe Nyman doesn't start every game or maybe, 
you know, he's not getting all the minutes that he would be, but I think it would still be productive for him because there will be injuries. There's going to be, you know, I think Canals gets pretty close to the yellow card limit every single season. It's just like the nature of his game. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I think they can do both and give Nyman the minutes and bring someone else in to kind of solidify that so that, like I said, it, it, when we start playing, you know, better constructed rosters, uh, it, it doesn't look bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll double tap the article uh, by Jason Anderson. It was a great read. Everyone should should take a look at that just to kind of get get some perspective as to where DC United is coming from, uh, especially after I I know I talked quite a bit about it and, and all four of us did in the season preview just about our thoughts on the front office and how they're doing roster building. But that quote about Nyman was, it, it reminded me of like, it's kind of like when you're in college and you're trying to get an internship, but you can't get an internship if you haven't previously had an internship. <laughs> How does one get experience to then? And and that was kind of that was exactly what I thought of when Lucy Rush was like, "We got to play the dude. Like he's not going to get minutes and get better if we don't play him." So uh, it'll be interesting to see next week. I, I think Jeffel is going to be a big part of this team's plans at midfield too. And so is next week a, a Jeffel and Nyman pairing right out of the gate. And does does Skundrick come on later, or do they see how the game goes and perhaps change shape? Uh, I don't know, but I I, I think. Jeffel has got something special out there too, which I'm excited to see. And he's, he's another young kid to be right out of the draft. Well, he came on for Moses and we'll, we'll in the second yep. half, we'll get into a little later. I don't know if that kind of indicates that perhaps his pairing would be with Drew right from the start. Um, I don't know how That's much he can read into too, that. Like, yeah. How, how will that, how will that go? But yeah, let's shift back to the game. Um, it, it did start out not great for DC United fans <laughs> for, for a couple of minutes there. Uh, Charlotte took the lead for, almost two and a half minutes probably by the time VAR uh, got everything sorted out. But T.T. Ortiz scored calamities in the back line, led to that turnover. But VAR took a look um, and ruled it correctly for, for offsides. Uh, but that was a gulp moment, I think, going down one nail potentially to an expansion side at home. Yeah, that's um, – I, I say this all the time, but um, just one of the circumstances of which, like, I wish we had the benefit of kind of watching the full game back. I wish that was like the format of our podcast to really get into it. Cause I kind of missed the breakdown live. I mean, um, it was at the other side of the field and I, I tweeted out from the account, um, you know, who are we blaming for that one? Literally as it was getting scratched off. And I was like, I'd still love to know like who, who do we think was at fault? Um, I think I got a, a Flores blame. I got a burn bomb blame. I got a, that was just unfortunate bad luck. I got a, well, they definitely scored. I got a, it was an own goal. Like it was all over the map. So I think live, um, it sounds like it was kind of just a, a team breakdown. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it definitely wasn't a great moment for our, our, our setup. And we, and we talked a little bit about the midfield, but our back line, the center backs were the same. I was super excited to see that. Uh, our right wing back was the same with Gressel and, you know, Brad Smith stepped in and, and did a good job. Uh, I thought, but yeah, not their greatest moment as a unit. And especially, you know, we, we thought that it would be some more regularity. They played with each other for a full season under the same coach, uh, but did not show it on that play. I mean, regularity. Yeah. But I mean, this was Brendan's first game and first yeah, start, I, you know, I, I, so like he, he kind of is a new piece. We definitely didn't see him as much last season. I mean, I, I completely agree with your sentiment that like those type of breakdowns shouldn't be happening. Um, and I don't mean to like just specifically cut him slack because I'm sure that there is also more that he could have done in that goal. Um, but I think we can extend a little bit of a grace period for them kind of figuring out how they're going to play together. 
you know, I did see all the responses to to that tweet, Sam, about you know our diff, our various listeners weighing out who they thought was at fault, and I literally couldn't find who the goal scorer for two minutes was. So I had to find a clip that I was just watching back to figure out who the goal scorer was. So I, I did rewatch it while you guys were talking. And everyone's right. I mean, nothing went well on this play. It started out with, with a really soft pass by Skundrich. A couple of players probably could have hustled to it more. Charlotte got there. But then right after that, it was just breakdown after breakdown after breakdown. I mean, it, it, I, it's almost a good thing that it happened because I know the, the Losada is going to spend a lot of time on that one this week. Um, it just – Every, everyone could have done better and if anyone did i don't think we're worried about var yeah. <laughs> what's kind of my takeaway there which i mean uh, welcome welcome to the league charlotte <laughs> i saw someone tweet that you're not officially an mls team until you have a goal chalked off of var so <laughs> yep. welcome to it um but there will be the last one <laughs> yeah there was a little more uncertainty um i think about the pk call um about whether or not john and <laughs> i'm just gonna hand it over to you because i know that you have some thoughts yeah, well, I mean, live, we're sitting there watching it, and I was I was kind of shocked that it was called. And, and I think some people around us initially thought, like, there was contact and it was, you know, a foul that was given in the box, not a handball. And then it was kind of clarified, oh, it was a handball. I watched that replay about 10 times earlier today, and I, I couldn't even figure out which hand it hit. <laughs> but they were both tucked in, like, on his chest. I mean, it was just, to me, it was obviously not a handball. And we were laughing about, I mean, the conversation from the VAR to who, I believe somebody told me last night, I don't know if this is true or not, but Victor Rivas, the referee, was his first MLS game, which is possible. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But all I could think of was the VAR saying, well, look, dude, you definitely got this one wrong, but I don't have an angle to come back and say, this is the angle that proves that you're wrong. So yeah. you got to go with God on this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I seeing that a couple a couple people talk about it in the there was yeah there's a lot of confusion i really wish var you know gave us the audio of what they were looking at or a report afterwards you know broke it down play by play i know they do some now some of the decisive decisions i would love to see this one uh but yeah it looked like the defender had their arm pretty close to their body uh and then there was also maybe a kick at the end the clearance from the other center back uh he kind of like kicks estrada so so we don't even know <laughs> like the, i wasn't yeah. able to figure out uh, you know, definitely not live at the game. They don't tell us anything. They just point to the spot, right? Um, or even afterwards. So uh, good on either, you know, the person putting the ball in for, for drawing the handball or Estrada for for really selling the, the, the kick that he received after the clearance. Uh, we'll, we'll take it for sure. So Victor Rivas, um, is, that was not his first game. He has refed 31 games. Um, I had also heard that. Swing and a miss. But- <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I don't know what happened there, but we will take it. Um, I'm sure one of those will go back against us at some point this season, or four or five of them will. <laughs> but cool as a cucumber, uh, Strata steps up to the spot, buries it, and uh, DC I take the lead. Oh, don't skip over the drama, though, John. We were all waiting in the oh. two and a half minutes that you were talking about. I saw Orejos uh, tie his oh, that's shoe. Right, yeah. He was fixing <laughs> his socks, and Estrada was just standing on the spot, uh, very much like Ola did last year. Uh, just waiting for the ball, and it felt like, yeah, you know, <laughs> Flores really, really wanted it. It seemed, and they just hadn't, you know, been on the practice field long enough to. You know, they haven't played together in a game either, uh, enough to to decide who was doing what. But yeah, luckily, uh, I think Estrada is the one that 
but stood strong and then takes it and it was a decent penalty uh, very slow run up uh, and then he put it to the side <laughs> so who do you think that would have been more important for obviously um Estrada gets it you know he he scores again in the game it's his first game with DC United like that's definitely a confidence builder but on the other side of that you have Edison Flores who equally needs a confidence boost right like and I don't know yeah. if he necessarily got it in the run of play last, yesterday so you know thinking back to the moment of just like oh who's gonna take it who's gonna take it who do you think it was more meaningful for I think to me I we're lucky it's the first game of the season because you know both those guys are playing well for their countries and World Cup qualifying and so I think there is a fair amount of you know swagger a little bit of a form that's there for now I I, I worry where this goes for Edison Flores throughout the season because we've seen this movie before um but yeah I I, I think if the opportunity presents itself again, I'd love to see Flores have a chance at, at a PK because I, I think he could use it. Like you said, just in the black and red, like have a, have a big time moment for Deuce United. He's done it for Peru this year. I think it'd be huge, but it was nice to see that Estrada can, can, uh, can be the guy because Ola might be on his way out as we continue to hear. Right. And so, um, you know, that was exciting to see, even though, yeah, that run up, was really 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 <laughs> slow and, and i hated it <laughs> i i might be terrible because i'm i'm thinking about this from a gm perspective uh we already own flores uh so we could actually use his market value to go up so maybe we we feed him the pks and estrada you know is pending we can maybe negotiate that if he doesn't score as many goals we can maybe work that number down <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah at the end of the day it, it was made and now it's so we're good. I'll take the goal made and not the the transfer market valuation fluctuation there. Yeah. I mean, well, goal made and then just about 10 minutes later, another goal, which felt really out of the blue to me. Like John, I, I you, was not expecting you, you it. You got to see your Leicester City legend score a goal in MLS, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> kind of. Um, it, it The goal happened live in front of me and I, I, I sort of hadn't quite kept the whole you know, build up in my mind, probably something to do with the 28 beers I had before the game. But um, I saw it curl in and I'm like, there's just absolutely no way that he hit that and it didn't deflect. I saw one replay. I'm like, oh yeah, that's basically an own goal. Heavy a deflection, yeah. Got yeah. Uh, but uh, as, as a goal for Estrada. Yeah, credit to Estrada for, for taking the shot. I think the keeper would have definitely got there. Uh, he, he was super committed and that kind of led to him stumbling around for a little bit and the ball kind of going right over his head and into the goal. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's, we, we talked about it and there's a lot of feelings for everyone. We, we felt pretty fortunate. We get a, you know, an iffy VA or, or, you know, a close VAR call and then we get an iffy penalty. Uh, and then we get this deflected goal, uh, off the back of Fuchs who played pretty well throughout the game. Uh, but two goals for Estrada in his debut in the first half, uh, you, you gotta love it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then he, you know, a little later on comes off pretty early in the second half um and I don't know if I'm reading too much into that you know there were a lot of subs I think we used all five um but Kamara comes on which I thought was interesting for about 30 seconds and then he scores a goal (laughs) so that was um probably important for him you know I don't know um exactly how he's feeling about being shipped I don't know I haven't just been as up to date with that about whether or not he's asking for it or he wants to stay or whatever, but pretty a big statement from him <laughs> coming on as a sub and still being able to make his mark on the game. I think that's one of those that's good for everyone kind of moments there, right? Like even if you're looking at it through 
Joshua's GM lens, like, hey, yeah, he's coming out. That's gonna that's gonna push that value up a little more, maybe. Um, but if he stays, this is exactly what you want. You want a competition. You want players pushing each other. If he sticks around, and yeah, I mean, they 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 invested a fair amount of money in uh, in the loan deal um, for Estrada. But hey, man, one bad game, and and Olaf's coming off the bench on fire. That's what you want as a fan. Yeah, and it, it was honestly kind of the best. Lasada system goal, right? It's a wide ball from Gressel who puts it into a dangerous end that was not a technical, beautiful, or maybe even intentional goal. Uh, but it was a product, a chance they created, and they were creating a, a, a few more chances as, you know, Charlotte were chasing the game in the second half. Uh, and, and those things kind of happened. We saw Ola score off of crosses from Gressel a lot last year. So I, it was super cool to see. You know that kind of keep going, even though, yeah, like you said, there's there's some competition at this uh, number nine spot now. Yeah, so I mean that kind of takes us through the highlights. I don't know if there's anything else specifically you all want to mention, but um, I'd really love to just get into the the tactics because after talking about three goals again, it's like easy to be happy, but um, there was a lot to be desired. I felt like DC United were playing a lot slower, <clears throat> excuse me, than I anticipated them to come out it didn't look like they had that same attacking drive down the middle but kind of also down the flanks and I'd love to hear what you guys think of that uh I'll go first I I think I mean on both sides we we uh, both of the flanks we changed the equation right we we now have Brad Smith instead of Kevin uh linking up and Flores has never you know been a great linking person for DC United yet and then on the right side it, it was you know at peak it was Ariola and Gressel uh working together and both diving in and putting you know balls across the face of goal and, and we changed both of those and then we had an injury to Russell Canals so we changed the midfield and so I think I'm, I'm not too I mean again I, I would like it to be a lot better uh, but I understand why it, it was rusty and yeah we didn't come out uh, I, I thought you know ideally we come out we we show our same style that we played last year uh, the new pieces fit in perfectly, um, and and we're scoring goals and, and looking really good. That's not always going to happen, right? Uh, we we made the changes. It's going to take a little bit of time for the team to gel and get back in stride. Uh, I'm okay with it tactically. Did you see something, Sam? Um, I mean, I guess I'm okay with it. I feel like we're pretty role reversal right now. It's weird, but I, I was a little bit disappointed. I, I wish that they had come out with a little bit more fire, um, and you kind of saw the passion and some of the post game like celebrations and the way they are interacting with fans. Um, But I kind of felt like they, it looked like they were playing away to me. It didn't look like they were really fueled from the crowd. It didn't look like they were trying to like put on a nice show. And we know that's something that's pretty important to Lasada is he wants to play really interesting soccer, especially at home um, for that fan base. Obviously there's, you know, the tactics, the winning that are more important, but he is just conscious of being at home and, making sure that he gives fans something to be loud about. Um, and I just thought that was lacking yesterday. Yeah, I think for me, it it felt like February. I mean, my expectations weren't terribly high in terms of, you know, how good we were going to look and how dominant we were going to be. I think that'll come. I'm still confident that that'll be back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it looked like a, like the first true game that this team has played together this year. Uh, you know, Joshua mentioned a lot of the changes they've had to deal with and even changes this week they've had to deal with, with, you know, the canals coming out and just plugging and playing. But yeah, looking at the stats, 
outpossessed at home by an expansion team is is surprising, uh, especially in Lasada style. Outpassed, um, just a, a number of stats that you you would expect to change throughout the season, and I, and I think they will. Um, but I, I I'm wondering, and this was part of I can't remember if I saw it. It, it, perhaps a Stephen Goff article. Um, I apologize if it wasn't to whoever did write it, but um, just talking a little bit about Lasada this season and his mentality and sort of where he's at year two in the league. But in a lot of ways, it's kind of like year one because you know a lot of the pandemic restrictions are gone. It's been a full off season with him trying to bring in his players. We know he's still not 100% satisfied with that, but you know he's ha- he's had a chance to start to put his his stamp on the team. And one of the things that stuck out was that he, he feels like he understands the league a lot more this year than he did last year. And I, and I wonder if there's part of that from him that's, you know, we're not going to get too caught up in how we look in February and March this year. You know, we're going to, we're going to win games. However, we got to win them and we're going to start playing, you know, our style dominantly and effectively throughout the season to really get on that role at the end of the year. I don't know that's partially probably what I'm hoping happens too, but, um, but yeah, I guess I'm I'm not too concerned right now. I think fundamentally there were some some issues last night. There were some errant passes. There were some there was some rust. Um, I think I think we'll knock it off. But yeah, it, it the talent gap concerns me more than the tactics do right now as we look ahead. Yeah, I. <laughs> I yeah I I agree. And Joshua, I think you pointing out that you know we're missing some key players like if you're just like thinking about like Paul and Kevin right like they kind of made up a lot of our offense last year and we really relied on them running down the flanks and really being explosive and creating those opportunities for us Um, and I just didn't see that there was anyone kind of filling in for that role Um, so maybe that's where my hesitation comes and um, being a little bit wary of this is just that where is the attack going to come from then and you know maybe this is my DC United of old hat they saying like where's the attack coming from we're not attacking we're just bunkering and then we finally saw that last season and then those guys are gone so maybe I'm just like hitting the panic button a little bit of where is it going to come from because I didn't see anyone really stepping up and um, pushing the ball forward and, and really creating attacks kind of with every touch they were taking and with you know every run they were making um, in the way that I expected to yeah uh that person has already signed the contract. They're just waiting to be released from their club. Uh, <laughs> Taxi Fontas was not in the DC. He wasn't in DC uh, yesterday. And I think he's that person that you're, you're looking for because uh, Paul kind of did it for us. He would push the game. He would hustle and start attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we were, yeah, I think Yao did a decent job uh, yesterday filling in. Uh, and then Adrian Perez, uh, you know, th- those guys know what they're supposed to do. They, they just aren't at the talent level yet. Uh, what you're talking about, Sam, of, of taking the ball and changing the game, being an offense for a team. Uh, I think, you know, yeah, Estrada had less shots than Griffin Yao yesterday. Like, it, he's not going to, he seems to be in the same kind of Ola Kamara mold. He's he's, he's going to score goals. He's not going to be the one that picks it up in midfield, runs around, connects with a couple guys, and then, you know, generates these chances. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, Taxi's team, loss and they got bounced out of the conference league uh but it looks like his team wants to rapid vienna want to hold on to him for a while we i think we could really really use him now I, he was not in their life he was not in their squad today notably um so i don't know if that's 
for personal reasons or if we're still trying to sort this out, but I, I did look today and he was not in the squad. He, he was not in the squad for, for the game that they were eliminated either. So I, I don't know. I, I want to yeah. look into that so hard because <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, everything I've seen about him, he seems to be what you're talking about. Sam. He seems to be what we thought Flores would be. Uh, and look, maybe he comes, takes a little bit of load or, you know, he goes in the locker room change and Flores starts to put in work too. And, and then, yeah, we have two dynamic players who are generating those chances you're talking about soon. Yeah. So we did receive a question um, from Richard and he essentially said, you know, I thought DC United played a bit slow. Um, weren't really pressing in the way I thought to create that tactical advantage. Sounds like we agree with that. Um, and then he said, do we think this is a long-term problem or just due to new faces? And it sounds like y'all are a little bit in that lather that it's just new faces. And we got to give them a little bit of time. Yeah, I think so. And, and I mean, I, I got to shout out, um, I thought Brad Smith played well last night. Um, and, and perhaps part of that is I knew the hole that Kevin was going to leave. And so my expectations were, were pretty low. And But I, I thought he had a good game. But he's been on this team for, what, three weeks now? And so really getting into the Lasada speed and style, you just can't reasonably expect it to be there yet. Um, and and I, I agree with you, Joshua. I think... And Taxi Fountas is going to have a huge impact on this team. I hope to God he does because we're in trouble if he doesn't. But um, he's going to need a little bit of runway too. And so whether he shows up in the next couple of weeks or not until the summer, he's got to have some time to really bake into the roster and, and, and the style himself. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to take a little while for us to get back to that like high-flying, you know, everything is, is full-fledged forward attacking. I think we'll get there. I really do. Um, and defensively last night, even despite the one goal uh, that, that didn't stand but was tough to watch, I thought defensively they were okay. And and that makes me feel a little bit better about we can take some risks offensively and, and we've still got, you know, the shield behind us. Yeah, my thoughts are, are kind of uh, – it's going to be kind of disappointing if you're half an hour into this podcast. Uh, I don't think we learned anything last night. We played a team <laughs> – that we don't know how good it, and we assume that they're bad, uh, and so the three nothing iffy goal kind of win. I, I don't really have much to take away from that, and so it could still be a long term problem. Estrada could not get those weird fluky goals for the rest of the season, or you know we we might still have some of those. Maybe next time the VAR the VAR doesn't call back the goals, and then we do have long term problems. Uh, I, I think you know it might be a safe bet to like eased up and you know we don't know yet if if this is you know this roster is good or you know they're they're just rusty right now I appreciate you articulating it in that way I think those were the words I was trying to find just a moment ago is there was nothing about last night that made me optimistic that we will see improvement I mean you assume so because we you know watched the team last season and we love Lasada and we're, we're bought into that and the players are too so you assume that it is just a little bit of rust but I didn't see that we were looking to make that offensive pass and it just didn't play out or we made the run, but we were just offside. You know, I didn't see those moments that make me think like, okay, we just haven't gelled yet. I just saw a team that looked flatter than I thought that they were going to come out and look like. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree. I would just urge you guys to, to not hit the panic button yet. And, yeah. and not just you guys, also you listening at home, right? I mean, it's, it's still February. <laughs> we got a lot of time. Um, but I, the bad news is Joshua and I, I, I agree with your point that we haven't learned a whole lot. Our next two games are against Cincinnati and Chicago. 
and then it's Toronto after that. So we might not learn a lot for a while. Uh, the, the first game against a team that we know is going to test DC United and is is definitely better than DC United isn't until April against Atlanta. So the next month is going to be interesting. Uh, but the good news side of that is hopefully they're going to take some chances, make some mistakes, and and they can they can afford to do that against these sides. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's kind of thankful for it right you, you get these it's basically should be a gimme between us and charlotte and then a gimme between us and cincinnati and so now you have these guys who are just coming in or just forming with the team or just coming back from a really good qualifying run feel good about themselves they're going to gain some confidence if they execute and do what we think they should do but we might not learn much about the team uh I will say, watch out for, for Toronto. They have a competent coach now uh, with, with Bob Bradley coaching his son again. So they might be decent. Uh, but, yeah, again, we, we probably won't know how decent they are until you know we actually play a team that we know is good, like Atlanta, who just drubbed SKC today. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Chicago might come out of nowhere, too. They're yeah, I, I was expecting them to light everything on fire, and they I think they, they was, tied. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing, nothing against nil-nils. Miami. Uh, so, so yeah who knows who anyone is right now so don't panic just just enjoy yep. the soccer see how it plays out as long as we keep getting fluky goals uh, we'll keep celebrating wins I'm a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> with you two telling me to not panic I'm not sure how we got here it's definitely a, a different different story to start <laughs> this season on the show well we got our doom and gloom out last <laughs> on, on the season preview uh, yeah so we gotta you know balance <laughs> be more optimistic yeah, I mean, I don't know, this game flow um, graph that Joshua provided us. I mean, D.C. United, we looked pretty even with them um, for XG, which is, again, I think just the same story we've been saying. You know, you wish we would have put in a little bit better performance, but, you know, all the dogs are really interested in our show today. Yeah, get involved. <laughs> um, excuse me, but aside from that one own goal moment, I mean, especially during the second half, like they did really bunker down. And I don't remember there being a whole lot of really strong opportunities for Charlotte to get a real first goal. Except for the one that bounced off the inside of the post. From oh, right, our, right, our right. Yep. Right Bill Hamid had a great yeah, game. He did. I was just going to say that there were a couple in the, the XG chart really does help show it. Charlotte did have some chances late in the game. And I think they just didn't really resonate as much with us because we're up three nothing at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. You can have a goal if you want. It's fine. Like you're not going to win. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, yeah. Towards the end of the game, they started, you know, just going for it. Right. They wanted to get that, you know, you want to get that first goal before, you know, too long. Uh, and luckily, Literally, luckily, you know, <laughs> with the post alpha and Bill Hamid playing a strong game, we were able to, to stop them from doing that. Well, I think I covered a lot of, you know, I guess the sadness that I wanted to talk about. Too. Was there anything else that you all noticed from last, last night that you wanted to touch on? Yeah, uh, I guess I want to just harp again because we've kind of mentioned it a couple of times, but Brad Smith was brought in for a lot of money. Uh, we we might have slightly overpaid. Uh, to replace Kevin Paredes, and I think he did a good job of uh, adapting. He, he did plays for Seattle, who liked to transition. Uh, we like our fullbacks to get up, you know, really fast too. Uh, so, so props to him. He he did a decent job last night. 
Yeah, I agree. I was surprised with his play. I'm sure Seattle fans are telling you, just wait. <laughs> just Well, that's the thing. We've, we've heard one. that he's inconsistent. And so yeah. maybe we just got the good Brad Smith or maybe, you know, it was just a, you know, playing on the turf in Seattle was, was not his vibe. He is from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John, anything else from you? No, I don't, I don't think so. We talked about Jeff a little. I'm excited to see more minutes from um, Liotti, the Loudon United call-up. Had, had a little bit of time, which was exciting for him, and, and hopefully you know, more opportunities down the road as he continues to progress his career. But um, no, no, I think that's it. All right, so we got to award a man of the match. Um, DC United gave it to Estrada. I'll turn to Joshua first because he has already put his answer in our notes. Yeah, I, I agree that it was Estrada. I mean, the the guy that scores two goals. Um, I know Black would hate me for this, but uh, the guy who scores two goals, uh, I, I think he deserves it. I, I thought Bill was phenomenal too. You could probably give it to them, but Charlotte didn't really create any chances, like we said, until we were already up multiple goals. Uh, and the person that put us there was Estrada. Uh, I, w- I want a little bit more from him. Uh, you know, takes some more shots. He had three shots and, and two were in the net. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, two. And one of them was from the spot. So uh, I'm looking forward to more of him. I'm sad that Ola had a kind of wasted year with Olsen, kind of, because we got to see what he could do last year. And now he's getting up there. He's in his 30s and he's got one year left on his contract. And that's why he's on the the chopping block. Uh, I'm super excited, though, that Estrada was able to step in, uh, maybe against a a lower team uh, and get off the mark. John, what about you? Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. I think um, I, I think it would be tough for me to give it to Estrada after talking down both of his goals. <laughs> but it was it was a great performance by him. I look forward to more. Uh, I, I suspect we'll get it, uh, but I'll, I'll give it to Bill Hamid. Um, I, I think it, uh, underrated performance from him just because you know the game was a little bit lopsided on the scoreline, but. Five saves, some big ones uh, late, as we talked about. Uh, and it was really exciting to see him back in number 28. You know, mm-hmm. it's like my consolation prize to losing Joseph Mora. At least <laughs> Bill was able to put 28 back on. I don't know. I'll give it to Bill. All right. Um, I'm going to, we haven't talked about him a lot this show, but I'm actually going to give mine to, to Brendan Heinzeich. I think he, he played really well back there. Um, I think he was a little bit more of a, our, our, he was our more settled center back I thought he played a lot better than Birnbaum he Birnbaum looked a little out of sorts so I appreciated seeing Heinz like back there I appreciated the way that he was really directing you know his defense but probably also Moses and Drew in front of him so yeah probably yeah Yeah. (laughs) I was really hoping Kevin was going to score for Wolfsburg yesterday so that there was like a chance Sam tried to give it to Kevin (laughs) was not even in the his time is coming (laughs) (laughs) it is and you better believe that'll be all we talk about on that show (laughs) About to become just a Wolfsburg show. Sue's my man gets some minutes. I don't know what's <laughs> going on over there with that coaching staff. Um, but anyways, yeah, we got uh, Cincinnati coming up next week. First road game of the season. Another 6 p.m. game. Like, I was, was kind of digging the 6 p.m. kickoff yesterday. I don't know about you guys, but uh, that, that, that's going to go away quickly once the, the blazing sun is back in a few months. But Cincinnati opened up the season with a thud. 5-0 <laughs> uh, against Austin. So... This shouldn't be much of a game, right? We can't possibly screw this up, right? Right? Yeah, are, yeah. You, are you a DC United fan? I feel like we said that one time, <laughs> yeah. playing Cincinnati and, you know. But we still made the playoffs. Nine men. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but, hope that, yes, we go there and we get the job done. And um, we have a good first road victory right after our first home victory. 
Yeah, Austin should not be one of the best teams in the league this year. They should be decent, uh, just like us. Uh, so hopefully we win 5 nothing. It'll be interesting. I don't know. It's always interesting for um, to watch Lucho, Lucho again. I cannot talk today. And I'm sure that he will be Joshua's man of the match regardless. I, if he plays better than all. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he might be the best midfielder on the field that day, but uh, hoping our guys can uh, make up for it in other areas. What what a game it would be for Flores to have a breakout, yes. like, even though it's Cincinnati. <laughs> just like with Lucho also on the field, like that would be that would be pretty sweet. Nothing against Lucho when I say that, but really just to see him like on the same pitch as the guy whose shoes he hasn't really been able to fill, um, it'd be fun. Manifested, I like. It. I hope for the best. Uh, Loudon and the Spirit are still in preseason for a couple more weeks, uh, but Loudon open up on March 12th, and the Spirit open up the Challenge Cup on March 19th. So more to follow from both of those camps. I, I will be honest; I haven't heard a whole lot on the Loudon side of things, other than the players who occasionally get called up for the, to the first team. Um, <laughs> but the Spirit, obviously, a world champ, so exciting season hopefully coming for them. <laughs> Steve's gone. You cannot say it enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should be fun. Anything else for this week, guys? I don't think so. Appreciate you guys lifting me out of gloom and doom, and I'll, I'm just excited to see uh, what we bring next week. Gloom and doom. We we won three nothing. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say three nil, and and Sam was the one upset by the performance. Uh, yes. Yeah. I expect more. I expect it's more. An abnormal show here. Also, it's possible <laughs> that Leeds has just like broken my spirit, so I'm not really happy about anything soccer anymore. I didn't even bring it up. I didn't <laughs> even bring it's, it up. It's, I'm I'm just acknowledging that's a possibility, <laughs> but only to go up from here, and only to go up after a win. You can't really complain about that. Exciting times. I'm just so glad the season's back. Yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. This has been tried and true. The DC United post game podcast presented by Heineken. Cool. Coach, how are you? Congratulations. Hi, Zach. Thank you. Before we take questions, any opening remarks from you? Yeah, sure. Um, home opener, playing at home against uh, Charlotte, first game of the season, playing at Audi Field uh, against a new uh, franchise, new club in MLS. And a team with qualities, a team who also spend uh, good money, who has a, a very good coach with a lot of experience, with a very defined style of play. Um, so we know and we knew that with that style of play that Charlotte has was about uh, playing our game and, and trying to force as many turnovers as we could in, in, in the half of the opponent. Um, I think we did it great. We we kept that pressure for 94 minutes long. The subs who came in gave us uh, extra energy to to keep that pressure at until the very end. Um, I'm sure we we could score a lot more goals. Um, and I'm very pleased and happy with with the win. 
but we also don't need to forget we had a few difficult moments during the first half uh, thanks to the VR um, the game uh, was not zero one um, against us and then we score at, at the right moments uh, the penalty was a clear penalty and uh, the goal a deviation but still a goal and you go to the changing room to the locker room with a two nothing uh, lead. And uh, I told him during the halftime, let's go for the third goal. We're playing at home, uh, ideal situation for us. Um, let's try to entertain the, the fans. And I think by moments we did it. You know also how stressy is the first game of the year. We had a few new players like Brad and Michael. Michael scoring two goals. Um, so a lot of positives to, 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 get, to take out for next weekend. And also a few things that we need to analyze and, of course, improve and, and get better. Great. Thank you, Coach. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Steve, go ahead, man. Congratulations on the victory. Um, what uh, I know you're satisfied with the result. 3-0 um, is, is always good under any circumstances. Um, the performance, you, you mentioned a few things, the pressure and some, some nervous moments with the VAR. Um, but overall, were you satisfied with the with the performance? Of course, Steve. When you win the first game of the season, 3-0 uh, in front of your fans, you keep the clean sheet, you score goals, you could score more goals. Um, Ola scores the third one. They, they give it to Ola. Both forwards scoring goals. It's It's fantastic. So... But I'm not blind, Steve. Uh, I know we need to improve in, in a few things, in a few moments during the game. And uh, the guys know that's why it's, it's always a, a lot better and you are in a, in a more comfortable situation when you need to fix things after a 3-0 win than after losing a game. So ideal, ideal for us to keep on growing from the fitness part. We look great. I think the guys did a great effort. On the ball, we need to improve, build up, open play, and of course, trying to do a lot better uh, out of those turnovers that we force, that we create. And then it's about the final pass, That's about the final decision. So um, overall, very satisfying. We'll go to Jason Anderson. Uh, hi, Arnon. Thanks for speaking with us. Congratulations on the, the, the win tonight. Um, I was curious, your your analysis of the left side with Smith and Flores in particular, the, you know, the early days of their relationship as an attack. I, I was wondering what you saw out of them and where you'd like them to improve and what you thought was already pretty good right now. I think by moments was, was very good, especially defensive wise, both were covering a lot of ground, helping each other on the ball. I think we still can improve a lot. Uh, we have to find ways to be, um, as decisive as we are on the right side to try to create something else on the left side. And I think we have the players and the quality to do that. So uh, happy uh, with the performance of both on the left side, but overall the whole team and, and the subs, uh, I have to say the subs came in with the right energy, the right mentality. And we don't need to forget uh, First start of the season for Griffin Yao, first start of the season for Moses Neyman. I think that's also something 
that this organization, this United wants to, to do, give minutes and opportunities to homegrown players, Sufian coming from the bench, uh, Assad uh, uh, out, of, out of nothing from, from London United coming and uh, also making his debut on, on the first game. So a lot of positives and I'm, I'm very happy to see the young guys doing well, getting the minutes, getting the opportunities and they got opportunities because they deserve it. Uh, nobody gave it nothing for free and they work hard and they have still a lot of to improve, but very happy with them. We'll go to Jose Umania. Hey, Hernan, congrats on the result. Uh, since you just spoke about the left-hand side, I wanted to talk about the right-hand side. There was a nice battle between Andy and Jordy. Uh, what were your thoughts on that battle and what do you th think about how it changed in the second half? Was it more about Charlotte not used to the, your team's physicality or them being tired out by the end? Right side did it great. I think um, they have a great connection already from last season. And of course, we knew the, your disqualities, but overall, I think we, we got him under control. Um, we create a lot of danger creating overloads on, on the right side, sometimes even on the left side. Uh, and I think the second half was, yeah, we were the fittest team on the field uh, and we never changed our game plan. We went out to score the third one and when we scored the third one, we want to go for the fourth one. And that's the way we want to play. That's the DC United way. So very happy with the mentality, even though you are 2-0 up and on the score, you keep on going and and you want to give something to the fans. Um, so I also want to, to thank all the fans present tonight. I think it was a cold evening, but still they were very warm and supporting us uh, the whole game. So we hope we can give uh, many more good moments uh, during this season. We'll do two more questions. Mario Amaya. Mario, we can't hear you. Okay, we'll come back to you. We'll come back to you. We'll go to Gustavo Salazar. Gustavo. Hey, Coach. How you doing? Gustavo from WBCN. Um, so after the game, have you had a chance to talk to Estrada? And what did you say to him? And can I also get your response in Spanish? Si me lo puedes decir en español también para que Yeah, I spoke with Michael. I spoke with all of them. It's great to, to start a new season with a new team and, and to score two goals. Um, he got a lot of duels. He was a little, a little bit tired and with a little bit of soreness, and that's why we we took care of him. Um, from the fitness point of view, he still has to improve a little bit, and also to get used to our style of play. Uh, our forwards are are the first uh, defenders in our team, so for Michael, it's also something new. Um, but well, you you can't start better than this. Así que no, muy, muy contento con su debut, con su primer partido, jugando para DC United, convirtiendo dos goles. Eh, a lo último estaba un poco cansado. Él también tiene que adaptarse a, una, a un nuevo estilo de juego, eh, donde los delanteros son los primeros defensores. Y somos un equipo muy agresivo, intentando eh, presionar todo el partido. Y para Michael también es nuevo, pero en general muy contento con él, muy contento con 
con Ola cuando ingresó en el segundo tiempo, con todos los jugadores que ingresaron para ayudarnos y para mantener esa presión agresiva que nosotros queremos crear y, y sostener durante 90 minutos. Mario, we'll try one more time for you. Still can't hear you. Last question, we'll go to Rushil. Rushil. Thank you, coach, and congrats on the win. Um, you talked a lot about wanting to build a team identity in your first season last year, um, and you just now mentioned the DC United way. So as we start off this season, what is that philosophy? What is the DC United way? It's exactly what you saw last year and exactly what you saw by moments during the first game. I think we, we still need to be a little bit more patient uh, with the ball, but off the ball, everyone knows exactly what to do, when to press, when to drop in a shape, um, when to be quick on transitions, when to keep the ball in the team. So everything what you saw last year uh, and by moments tonight, I think that's the way we want to play and and the players like it. Uh, I also need to find ways to take the best out of the roster we have. Um, so depending on the opponent, we need to be creative. Uh, and find ways to to get points. That's that's what we want. But you can't start better than this. Three to nothing playing at home. And exactly what you saw today, 94 minutes, full press, uh, uh, quick transitions, vertical play, and trying to score a lot of goals. That, that's what we want. Coach, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, folks, Julian Gressel coming up next. Hands up for Gressel. Thank you. Hey, Julian, congrats on the win. All set? All right, great. We'll go, uh, we'll go to Steve Goff first. Steve, go ahead, man. Hey, Julian, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, good. What, um, uh, three nothing victory, obviously something uh, I'm sure you guys are proud about. Um, what, what are some of the things you liked about the performance and what are some of the things that um, maybe troubled you a little bit? Um, well, you know, get off to a good start with a win. I think that's that's the most important thing um, in front of our home fans. Um, it was important for us um, to start the season off right, and uh, we certainly did that with the result, you know, 3-0, um, convincing. But, you know, I think the game wasn't the prettiest, um, which which is okay. You know, I think it's the first game of the season, like you're trying to get the rust off a little bit. And, um, you know, our intensity was good, I thought, for 90 minutes. You know, our commitment to the press and to, to kind of limiting their space and um, – and being on the front foot um, was was very good, I thought. Even after the 2-0 coming out of halftime, I thought we were still, I think in the 80th minute, we were still pressing high, you know, not letting them play easy from their goal kicks and stuff like that. So um, I think the commitment to kind of the style we want to play was, was very good. And um, obviously, I think we can be better with the ball, you know, trying to find solutions where there were a lot of times where we were like not sure, um, playing off each other, those types of things. Um, and those types of things, you know, I think are, are maybe a little bit normal that they're not quite there yet. You know, we've worked a lot on our defensive shape, how we want to press, how we want to be maybe in a mid block at times uh, in the run of play. So um, I think overall pretty positive in that sense. And obviously the result is the big thing that matters. We'll go to Jason Anderson. <clears throat> Hi, Julian. Thanks for speaking with us and congratulations on the win. 
Um, I wanted to ask, you know, Ernan sort of alluded to this when he was speaking, the sort of a challenge of playing a team that wants to play that uh, positional style of soccer where they're very possession focused and everything like that. Um, it seemed tonight to lead to not that many chances, but as you're saying, you know, the, the game seemed to go well. So I was curious your thoughts on the challenges of that from, from your perspective of having to chase at times um, and not just press, but be without the ball for longer stretches. Yeah, I thought I thought it was okay. You know, and it never felt like, oh man, we're really just chasing the game here or chasing them around. You know, it was more of us being in control when we didn't have the ball as well. You know, so um, when we put them in spots where, you know, like um, in the first half, honestly, to be honest with you, I thought that maybe they actually didn't play as much as we thought. They played more direct. They kind of knew we were going to go man v man at times and just try to play in behind us and try to challenge, um, you know, the three v three up uh, one v ones on top uh, in our back. So um, in the second half, that changed a bit. And then, like I said, we were up two nil. You know, I think we still committed to pressing them. They tried to play out of their own six at times. You know, where I was like, okay, like this is kind of what we expected a bit more from the start. But um, you know, like I said, I think it wasn't never felt like we were really chasing the game or chasing them around. It was always more more or less in control of um, of how we want to press and then how we want to um, yeah and put them on their on their back foot defensively um, and stuff. So um, ultimately, I think it was pretty good still. One more question, Julian. We'll go to Rashil. Thank you, Julian. Congrats on the win. Um, you're obviously an experienced player on a team where a lot was new last season. So can you just speak a little bit to how the players are starting to settle in and coach Lothada's second season, just as we start off 2022? Yeah, I think we're all a bit more comfortable with each other, right? I think that, that goes for Hernan with us. He kind of knows me as a player, for example. You know, he knows us as guys off the field. Um, and then so do we um, as players know him, you know, know the, what he wants from us off the field, on the field. Um, those things kind of just just click a bit faster where it's not so much, you know, feeling each other out and then kind of getting to know each other. We, we know what we want. We know who we want to be and we know um, how we want to approach the season. Um, and those things, um, yeah, haven't changed from last year. And uh, we're just trying to kind of take the next step, you know, with things like, um, you know, pressing for 90 minutes today, like which was, you know, up to nil. Maybe last year we would have dropped off a little bit. You know, I thought today we were on, on the front foot more and and, and continue that um, even when being up um, two goals. So um, it was certainly, yeah, like I said, it was the start of the season now. It was first game, kind of shaking the rust off a bit. And um, we know kind of the team we are and we know uh, where we want to go and um, just trying to keep building on that from, from week to week and, and obviously picking up points as we go along. Julian, thanks so much. No problem. Thanks, guys. All right, folks, Brad Smith coming up next. Hands up for Brad, please. Thank you. Hey, Brad, congrats on the debut and three points. Okay. All set for questions? Great. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Steve, go ahead. Hey, Brad, congratulations on the victory. Um, uh, what what did uh, what were some of the things that you liked, didn't like? Um, obviously, you're a new player. Michael Estrada is in there new. You got a couple of teenagers on the field. Uh, what worked, what didn't for you? Um, I think from, from the games from preseason, um, we slowly got better in, in everything with 
been working on and you know it's good to put the to put it into practice in, in the first game and um, I thought we pressed pressed really well especially in the second half you saw we outworked them and then they made a lot of mistakes trying to play out the back and that's what we have been working on and you know we worked hard in preseason to work on a fitness and stuff like that and I think that showed a lot in the in the game tonight and we come out with three points three goals it's a good result we'll go to Jason Anderson Hi, Brad. Thanks for speaking with us. Congrats on the successful debut uh, with the club. I was curious, your, I know it's early days, but your relationship on that left side with Edison Flores going forward, um, how do you think it went tonight and, and where do you think it can go in the future? Yeah, um, same, same sort of thing, working on it in preseason. I've obviously not known these guys for long, probably three weeks. Um, they've helped me fit in um, very easily. Uh, I've made some good friends already and you know, we're working on that connection and we, we started in preseason, but we've only had four games together. It takes a while to get a connection. Um, you saw little glimpses of it. Um, obviously, we speak different language. He speaks a little bit of English as well, but obviously different language barrier, but um, we're working on it. And that's something we're going to look forward to, you know, working on throughout the season. And it's only going to get better and better from from each game. And and AP come, comes in and I have a good relationship with him as well. So, there's, uh, there's different relationships all over the field that's, um, you know, it's only, it's only the first game and we're obviously going to improve on, on everything. We'll go back to Steve Gaw. Uh, Brad, what um, what kind of presence does Michael Estrada bring to the team? Um, obviously, you got two goals tonight. Um, but what what what's he like out there? Um, what is What kind of menace and danger does he bring to the game? Yeah, he's an essential player to me. Um, he actually doesn't speak very, very much English at all. So it's, uh, it's tricky, but like you see what he brings. He, uh, he actually is able to hold the ball up. He's technically skillful and for him to get two goals tonight, it's delighted for him on his debut and, you know, it helps the team out immensely and it's, it's great for his confidence going forward and, you know, to help the team. He's a, he's a striker. And then you got Ola coming in as well. He's a, he's a known presence in the league and, you know, he comes on and gets the goal, and that's that's massive for us to have both those guys um, available for the team, and, you know, it's going to help us going forward. Brad, that's it, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.